Hello and welcome. This is the I Don't Have a Life podcast. This is your host, Mr. Alex Sanchez. That, of course, was Mac Miller. A little tribute to my own Mac, Marlon Mac, who has uh, let me down in more ways than one, and I'll get to that in a little bit later on in the episode. But welcome. We are in week 12 already. Boys, that's crazy. We're almost done with our regular season. Playoffs are right around the corner, and then we're done. And then we'll go back to not talking to each other for another couple of months until uh, the season rolls around for 2020. But, alas, podcast out a little bit earlier this week just because I had a, an idea that I wanted to get to, and I was really interested in it, and uh, finished the research on it and wanted to get it out to you guys. And that is going to be a draft summary, draft recap, looking back at the draft, who was the, the winners, who were the losers, how have they done since then, were they able to overcome bad drafts, and vice versa, were they able to have a good draft and ruin their season. Some really surprising results in here uh, that we're going to go over. Don't have a beer today, uh, decided with the rain, we're going to go with a scotch. That's for Justin, I like to sip nice and loudly, I know he likes to hear that. Um, so I got my scotch here, got my draft report, and we're off. Before, however, we go into the draft recap, I do want to go over the matchups from week 11. There's some exciting ones to go over, and we'll do that first. Then we'll hit the draft, and if we have a chance, we'll preview the week 12. Maybe we'll look at potential playoff scenarios for a couple of the teams. So let's start with that, the matchups from week 11. I want to start with Justin and Charles's matchup. 87-86, low scoring for sure, disappointing performances all around, but still nonetheless very exciting finish if you were following along to that game. I actually was following along, even though I had no horse in the race, it was still a very fascinating finish to that game. A lot of things just, that, that Mexico City game was nuts, man, that field was horrendous, horrendous. Anyway, uh, boneheaded moves by both managers there. Charles starting Alshon Jeffrey. And I didn't even think Alshon Jeffrey was close to uh, the wire here. As I'm looking at an announcement, on Friday, November 15th, Alshon Jeffrey was ruled out. So there's no, there's no real excuse there. Uh, no, no receiver on his bench, but there's plenty to go pick up that could have gotten. I mean, Cole Beasley was on Charles's roster for weeks. That guy could have been picked up easily. I don't even know how he did, but probably better than zero points. Uh, and of course, not as boneheaded, granted, but the Robert Woods, this is, uh, I mean, Justin did everything right with Robert Woods. It was a late game, right? It was a Monday, uh, Sunday night football game. He had Robert Woods in the flex. You're supposed to put the guys that play late and on Monday, into your flex in case something like this happens, then you can take him out and you don't have to replace him with a receiver. You can replace him with anything, a running back, tight end, or even another receiver. Uh, so he did that part. The problem is he didn't make a move. And we're taking a look at his bench here, okay? He said he didn't have anybody to drop. That's pretty close. I would argue that you wouldn't miss Baker Mayfield. Uh, granted, he does have Miami this week, but was, I mean that was a that was a risk you should be willing to take. You're only going to be missing him for a couple hours, right? Because once the Sunday night game's done, you can go pick Baker back up, no problem. 
Uh, plus, you have Patrick Mahomes. You're really starting Baker over Mahomes next week. <laughs> oh, they have a bye next week. So, yeah, he is. So, I, I take that back. That was uh, an oversight on my part. But, yeah, so he's, he's playing Baker next week. But, I mean, I guess you, you wanted to keep him. Uh, you definitely can't drop Lindsey Hilton, Tate, Barkley, or Jones. But the move for me would be to put on Johnson on to the uh, – or drop on Johnson, put Robert Woods into that – IR slot, and then boom, you have your spot open. Um, carry on's not coming back, man. <laughs> like, he's not coming back. If he is coming back, it's going to be week 17, most likely, if week 16 at the earliest. And even if he comes back earlier than that, like, he's playing uh, Denver is a tough matchup for week 16. You're going to trust him. I mean, look at this. He's got Chicago, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Denver, Green Bay. You're not starting him in any of those matchups. Uh, Green Bay being week 17, so you're not starting him there. So easily could have been dropped. I don't know why. Like, that wouldn't have even made this close if you picked up literally anyone. I mean, it could have been Mike Williams. It could have been um, – who was – it could have been Taylor Gabriel or Anthony Miller on Chicago. Like, it could have been anybody. It wouldn't even have been close. So boneheaded move by Charles because if Charles can pick up somebody, he wins, right? Um, it's just frustrating to see. I wish they both would have not done that because it does just makes you wonder, you know, what, what could have happened if they would have put their guys in there. Anyway, that was a fascinating matchup, though. Mahomes scoring 14 points, passing for 182 yards total. Uh, you had Lamar Jackson go bananas, but then literally like zeros and threes across the board. Ronald Jones with three points. Jack Doyle didn't even get a target with uh, – Indianapolis, shocking. Uh, you have Zach Pascal starting for Justin, getting two points. You have uh, the Pittsburgh defense against Cleveland, getting him two points. Tough stuff, man. But anyway, Justin does improve his playoff stock a little bit, whereas Charles really does hurt his um, playoff chances because, you know, four and seven, not the end of the world, but with 86 points, you let a lot of people pass in terms of total points, and that, of course, being our tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. When we look back at the standings, right? Charles has uh, thirteen hundred points total, and now he's looking up at Noah, which wouldn't be a problem. But pretty much everybody else above him that he would be realistically competing for, except Javi, um, have more, well, more points than him in terms of total points for so tough he not only has to get into a playoff spot he has to get in with, by more than one game you know so if uh all these damn ties really screw up the way you can look at it but let's say you know ha um you know justin gets back it loses two and then charles wins and then all of a sudden they're tied like justin's getting in um although they're close so anyway that was interesting there the other interesting matchup for the week was not to toot my own flute, but it was the first and second place teams, and that was Coop and myself. And uh, I had resigned to the fact that, you know, I made a really bad choice to start Brian Hill over Marlon Mack, but I was okay with it because he had Tyreek Hill, and he had Todd Gurley, and he had Greg Zerline, and I figured he was projected for like 148 points. There was no chance... As it turns out, if I would have started Marlon Mack, I would have beat Coop. And uh, that's, that's 
heartbreaking, <laughs> very disheartening for me. Um, I learned a lesson there. It's a lesson I've, I've, you know, many of us have probably learned countless times is that you, you probably want to play the talented guy over the guy that just got a brand new opportunity that you think is going to be awesome. Um, Brian Hill is not awesome. Marlon Mack was awesome. And I got, I, I got too cute. Um, but I did get cute with two other picks, you know, Ross Dwelly, I got cute with, and it turned out to work. And Debo Samuel, I got cute with, and it turned out to work. But I couldn't get, couldn't get that Brian Hill one. So, two great decisions and one horrendous decision cost me first place. Drops me down to third. Tough stuff. Quickly, let's go over the other matchups just uh, so everybody gets a fair shake before we jump into the draft uh, here. Um. We had uh, Rich really establish his dominance uh, as a legit contender. 149 to 119. No joke about that. You also had Jason Noah win decidedly 135 points, second most points in the league. Um, all of a sudden, his playoff hopes are still alive, right? I mean, he's tied, so let's say he goes 6-6-1. Six, six, and one. That's that's playoff if he can win the next two weeks. If he can win the next two weeks, I mean he's in there. But but you know, God forbid he didn't get Dalvin Cook, who uh, uh, was on a bye this week, and you would have lost this week probably. I bet. Uh, anyway, whatever. This was fantasy is so stupid. Let's get to the draft recap. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to go over was Yahoo's grading of our drafts at the start of the year just to give you a reminder of at least how yahoo thought you had drafted okay so starting at the top there were two straight a's just regular a's and that was javi who seemingly always gets a high draft grade and my team we both got a's uh justin got an a minus dean got a b plus fat got a b charles got a c plus Casey got a C, Rich got a C, Coop got a C minus, and Jason Noah got a D. Those are Yahoo's grades. Those are not my grades. Um, my list, looking back on it now, because of course a lot had changed since the first week of the season. That was actually before the first week of the season to now, and there's a lot more clarity. And let me go over exactly what I've done. I've I've gone over the first eleven rounds of the draft. And I ranked everybody's pick for each round. If you had the best pick, you got 10 points, right? You got, there's 10 team league, you got 10 points. If you had the worst pick of that draft, you got a one. I did that for every round. And then I averaged your score. And whoever had the highest average uh, was, (coughs) uh, I put that in order for the overall draft okay so like i said oh the scotch is good they're surprising there's no doubt about it but i don't want to give away that just yet i want you to to listen all the way to the end so my advertisers will be happy and pay me all the money that they pay me so let's go over it round by round okay or how should we do this round by round let's go over the the round by round, or should we go by team by team? Let's do the round by round, the best and worst picks to give you an idea. 
And uh, let's just see how long this is going to take. We'll just go quickly. I'm sure you guys will follow along with this. Okay, so in round one, remember, the order was Charles, Fat, Casey, Noah, Rich, Dean, Justin, Coop, Javi, and myself. And the draft order went James Connor to Charles. Uh I'll just go in that same order. So Connor, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Thomas, uh, Delvin Cook, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Zach Ertz, Nick Chubb. So my ratings are, you know, if I was looking at a draft again and there was only these 10 players on the board, who would I pick first? And to me, I would pick Delvin Cook first. He would be the number one pick. Of course, that's Dean's pick. Um, Then I have Michael Thomas. I think is a pretty clear number two. I had Nick Chubb. I had DeAndre Hopkins. I had Devontae Adams after that, so on and so forth. With the worst pick being Juju Smith-Schuster, right? If we were moving forward, I would I would still rather have James Conner over Ju- Juju. And then I'm also considering, you know, what they've done for you in the past, right? So Juju really has only had one great week, whereas James Conner has helped you a few times, although he's been injured quite a bit. It's, I mean, that's where the tiebreakers come down. It's how you, how have you done and what do I think you're going to do going forward? And in round two, again, now it's reversed order. So actually I'll stay in that same order because it doesn't really matter what order they got picked. So I'm going from, you know, Charles is going to, Charles's pick, Fats pick, Casey picks, Noah's pick, et cetera, et cetera. So it went Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, Damian Williams, David Montgomery, George Kittle, Antonio Brown, Joe Mixon, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Mike Evans, okay? To me, if I'm looking at this, uh, Mike Evans is the most valuable player that I would have going forward. Yes, even above Patrick Mahomes, because don't forget, Patrick Mahomes has put you out a little bit. Plus, um, you know, I'm always going to take the position player over the quarterback when I have the chance, but I do think Mahomes is the next best pick in that in that draft going to Javi, um, Evans going to myself. I think the worst pick in this draft, and it's going to be very interesting as you'll see, is obviously Antonio Brown going to Dean. That's a one. And uh, some other ba- the other bad pick was Casey's pick, which was Damian Williams. So those two have been really, really non-existent for you almost all year, especially Antonio Brown. So da- Dean has the best pick in the round one. And has the worst pick in round two. As you'll see, it's either the best pick or the worst pick for Dean. That's going to be his theme as we move forward. So here's round number three. This is, again, starting with Charles's pick. It was Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Mark Ingram, Devontae Freeman, Carrion Johnson, Stephon Diggs, Derek Henry, and Chris Godwin. So to me there... Aaron Jones is the clear-cut best pick. That goes to Jason. Goes to Fat, I mean, I guess I should say. Um, With Amari Cooper being a really close second. Chris Godwin being up there uh, would be my pick. Amari's pick was uh, was Charles' pick. The worst pick goes to Noah in this round. That was Robert Woods. Uh, Robert Woods has been an complete disaster actually a pretty decent round considering uh even when you compare it to the last round right i mean if robert woods is the worst those are all pretty good i I like cooks a little bit ahead although cooks was still rated pretty lowly uh low for this that was casey picking 
<clears throat> Brandon Cooks, just because I think Cooks does come back and is pretty damn good. But of course, he's been out for a lot of that. Uh, Derrick Henry, also a very good pick by Javi. And uh, that, so that's round three. So looking over it, uh, I, I definitely, I think, won the first three rounds of the draft. I gave myself an eight for Chubb, a 10 for Evans, and an eight for Godwin. When you heard all those other players in those rounds, I don't think that's too crazy. You might disagree one or two spots, but uh, I think I had a really solid start to the draft. Even the next round is pretty solid. My mistakes are going to be later on in the draft, as we'll see. Um, Noah really struggled with his first three picks. A one, a five, and a one I gave him. And uh, that would be Juju Smith-Schuster, who I gave the worst pick in the first draft, uh, the first round. Then it went to David Montgomery, who was okay, but not really compared to the rest of the players in that round, and Robert Woods. So looking back on his team now, Noah had Juju Smith-Schuster, David Montgomery, and Robert Woods as his first three picks. That's It's easily, I think, the worst. Uh, Justin actually had a pretty poor start to the draft as well. Um, I had Travis Kelsey pretty low when it's all considered, and that was his first pick, just because the other guys are just studs, and it's nothing against Kelsey, so... He didn't really lose the first round, but it just compared to the other guys. You know, you don't really have a choice when the guys are picked up in front of you. But the next two picks, which I had for Justin, um, were Joe Mixon, which I think we can say definitely not a great choice there, although he's coming around lately. And then on Johnson, who got hurt for now the majority of the season. So Justin, who started out really, really hot, started with a Kelsey Mixon on Johnson. And you look at his team now compared to what it was, I mean, I hate to give him some compliments, but pretty impressive to turn those first three-round picks into what he has now, which is, uh, it's, I think, much better, much better pick. So moving on to round number four. Again, we're starting with Charles's pick. So um, Charles picked Michelle, uh, Cooper Cup, to Fat, Deshaun Watson, to Casey, Tyler Boyd, to Noah, Julian Edelman to Rich, Josh Gordon to Dean, T.Y. Hilton to Justin, Tyler Lockett to Coop, Mike Williams to Javi, and Kenny Galladay to myself. So again, going on my theme, I think Galladay was a really nice pick. I gave myself a 7 for that. I think the best pick in this round is clearly Cooper Cup. I don't think that's debatable for round 4. Huge value. And this is really really the more valuable picks, right? Because yeah, Justin got a 4 for Kelsey in the first round, but Kelsey's great, right? He's, he's fine. Now, when we take a look at the bad picks in round four, right? If I tell you uh, Dean's pick of Josh Gordon, right? That guy's been useless. Or Javi taking Mike Williams, right? These guys did not help your team. And then when you compare that to Cooper Cup, the guy that they all could have had because Cooper was taken with the ninth pick in the uh, fourth round by Javi, or uh, I'm sorry, by Fat, huge discrepancy, right? When we talk about going from the 10 to the 1 compared to some of the other ones. So Josh Gordon was clearly, to me, the worst pick in this round. Although all these guys are, again, pretty decent. Like, none of them are uh, hurt right now. Uh, or at least for the season, right? They're coming back. Michelle turns out turned out to be a pretty weak pick in that round. I have, uh, Mike again, like I said, Mike Williams being pretty big. Tyler Lockett was a huge pick by Coop. Um, I gave him a nine. I'd, I'd, I'd rather have Cup over Lockett if I was drafting. So that was a really interesting round. Highs and lows for that round. Let's move on to round number five. 
And we're going to start again with Charles, with uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Fat had Duke Johnson. Casey had Calvin Ridley. Noah had Josh Jacobs. Rich had Baker Mayfield. Dean had Chris Carson. Justin had DJ Moore. Coop had OJ Howard. Javi had Philip Lindsay. And I had Hunter Henry. Good round here. Very good round. A couple of studs here. And here comes Dean. Now, he's had two ones and a 10 so far. That means two of the worst picks and one of the best picks. And Carson, to me, is clearly the best pick in round five. He got a very high score for that. After this, Noah finally showed up. I think Josh Jacobs is the second best player in this round. And then I had... uh, What... Uh, let's see here. Uh, number eight, Javi. Javi had uh, Philip Lindsay um, at number eight. Uh, the worst pick clearly being OJ Howard, Baker Mayfield, uh, Duke Johnson. Those three picks are probably the worst of the round. So maybe that's what we'll do. We kind of do the worst and then the best from here on out. So um, that was Javi picking Lindsay. That was myself. Uh, I picked. Henry, that was a good pick. Carson, so uh, interesting stuff there. Let's move on to round number six. Round number six had Charles taking uh, Evan Ingram, Fat taking Miles Sanders, Casey picking Dante Moncrief, Noah picking Will Fuller, Rich picking Tevin Coleman, Dean picking AJ Green. You can probably guess where Dean scored for that one. Uh, Justin picked Robbie Anderson. Who picked Russell Wilson? Javi picked Jarvis Landry, and I picked Marlon Mack. Okay, so for (coughs) round number six, Coop has the absolute winner here. Russell Wilson has been an absolute stud. You heard the other names. I think anyone would take Russell Russell Wilson first out of all of those guys. Um, Clearly, A.J. Green, the worst in that round. I think I did a pretty good job getting Marlon Mack until the injury. He was, he's been pretty useful for the season. Uh, what else did I have here? I had, uh, let's see, who had the ninth pick? Rich picking Tevin Coleman was a solid pick. Javi picking Jarvis Landry was a solid pick. Of course, the worst picks, A.J. Green, Dante Moncrief. It's crazy to say that Dante Moncrief was a better pick than A.J. Green. But it's true. Uh, Dante Moncrief, 18 yards on the season. Um, 18 yards and four receptions. Okay, uh, no fumbles. So that's four points on the year. That's four more points than A.J. Green. So Dean with the one. Again, that's his third worst pick of the round, of the draft. He also has two best picks. Okay, so that was the theme of Dean. He had either the best pick or the worst pick in the draft. So let's move on to round number seven. Charles is with James White. Uh, remember this pick, Fat and Melvin Gordon. Casey with Austin Eckler. Noah with Daryl Henderson. Rich with Allen Robinson. Dean with Jared Goff. Justin with Larry Fitzgerald. Coop, love you, man, but Greg Zerline in the seventh round. Bold strategy. Uh, Javi with Kevin uh, Kenyon Drake and myself with D.D. Westbrook. Okay, so this starts my string of horrendous picks, all right? So if you thought, oh, he's biased to his own picks. No, my picks from round seven on, not good. 
had D.D. Westbrook being the first of some really bad picks for me. Uh, the best pick in this one is actually Melvin Gordon, the accidental pick by Fat. Granted, Gordon didn't come back right away, but man, if we were drafting again right now, compared to the rest of the players in this draft, maybe Eckler because he did so good, and I put Eckler as the second best pick in this round. But Melvin Gordon, man, accidental pick turned out to be the best. Maybe we should all just let the computer auto-draft because we clearly don't know what we're doing. Um, No, we know what we're doing, but uh, interesting, interesting right there. The worst pick for me was Noah with Daryl Henderson. I mean, you you drafted him in hopes that Gurley got hurt. He never did. Daryl Henderson's been on the waiver wire since probably, what, week two or three. A couple of picks that, you know, sure, you got Greg Zerline as the absolute best kicker, but... Like, he hasn't even been that great this year. He's been okay. It's not the same Rams, and so that turned out to be a pretty questionable pick. Uh, Jared Goff turned out to be a pretty poor pick. Uh, who else do I have here? I the kicker. Myself, D.D. Westbrook, was been, has been pointless all year, really. Uh, Casey with Eckler was a good pick. Gordon was a great pick as well. So let's move on into round number eight. That is Charles with Lamar Jackson. Maybe the pick of the draft going to be a nominee for me. That's round eight getting Lamar Jackson. Wow. That's a Charles pick. Her, uh, of her Wonderful. Just absolutely brilliant pick there. Uh, we have Fat with Drew Brees. Casey with Emmanuel Sanders. Noah with the Los Angeles Rams defense. Rich with Vance McDonald's. Dean with Sammy Watkins. Justin with Matt Breda. Coop with Royce Freeman, Javi with Curtis Samuel, and myself with Carson Wentz. So this one clearly is Lamar Jackson, number 10. That's uh, 10 points for Charles right there. That's no doubt about it. What's interesting after that are uh, some of the other picks. So uh, to me, I had Casey and Fat with the second and third best pick of the draft. That's Drew, Drew Brees and Emmanuel Sanders. So actually a pretty weak round when you look at it pretty closely, right? Names that you're probably pretty excited about to get them, but Sammy Watkins has been pointless except for week number one. The Rams' defense was never really that good anyway. Um, That was a really bad pick in round eight. Uh, Vance McDonald's been useless. Royce Freeman and Matt Breda have been usable, but not great. And Curtis Samuel's been, uh, again, one in in that category. Usable, but not great. This is the usable, but not great round unless you got Lamar Jackson. Let's move on to round number 10. Charles with Sterling Shepard. Fat with David Njoku. Casey with Rashad Penny. Noah with Tom Brady. Rich with Kyler Murray. Dean with Matt Ryan. Justin with Phillip Rivers. And Coop with, this is the one where he bounces back. New England defense. Yes, the defense. Uh, Tariq Cohen goes to Javi. And Darius Geis goes to myself. So I never thought I would say this in a million years, but the best pick in round nine was the New England defense. What a pick. And again, I know if you were reading the chat or not, like I wasn't trying to be condescending to Coop. That's one of the best picks in the draft. It won him so many weeks compared to any of the other players that it was a brilliant pick. There's just no way around it. I mean, he was getting, what, 20... 25 points from that position, a position where we're hoping to get maybe 10 and we're happy. Um, I'm just going to go back here quickly and look at uh, New England 
as they start out the season. So excuse me, I wasn't entirely prepared. But yeah, Coop, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, I mean, that's how toxic, toxic our chat has become, where you can't even give a compliment without it sounding condescending. Um, I love the trash talking, love it. I just don't know, you know, I'm kind of, kind of sick of it. I just kind of want to be back to being buddies that talk trash in, at a reasonable amount. I just think of that anyway. The point is I'm trying to give compliments and I'm getting yelled at for being condescending. It's ridiculous. Anyway, let's take a look at um, his new name, which is uh, started a new thread. And uh, it's not capitalized, but, you know, English teachers, we could let that go. Okay, when I'm looking at the New England defense, it's been a start and forget. And uh, started out, actually, I, did, I didn't realize this. They started out with nine fantasy points against Pittsburgh opening week. Um, but he's kept with them 44 points, 17 points, 29 points, 19 points, 27 points, 29 points, 25 points. Oh my God. Are they going to do that going forward? I'm going to guess probably not going against Dallas, Houston, Kansas city. Uh, but my God, that clearly is one of the main reasons why Coop is in first place. It's, it's a brilliant pick. And I think it's worth talking about for a little bit. So anyway, that's round nine. Uh, nobody got that sort of production from any of these other guys, and it's not even close. So what a wonderful pick there. Uh, to me, the second best pick is actually Rich with his Kyler Murray pick, although he doesn't have him anymore. It was just going to be a lot of these guys, obviously. But uh, Kyler Murray turned out to be a good pick. Uh, that's about it after that in terms of good guys. I had Matt Ryan, I think, after that as a pretty decent pick for Dean. Uh, to me, the worst pick is Justin's pick with, uh, what did he have here? Uh, Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, Philip Rivers, just your normal quarterback this year. Uh, David Njoku right after that. Both, I mean, you've used, you could, I guess you could have said, you could say you could have used Rivers more than that, but um, to me, he's just been a normal quarterback that anybody can have. And uh, David Njoku maybe can come back for a little bit. So that was kind of the deciding factor. Like if I'm going forward, if I saw both those guys in the waiver wire, I'd probably pick pick up Njoku. Um, in fact, I think they're both on the waiver wire right now. So they're both not great picks. Um, Darius Geis, again, is another pick by me. That's pretty bad. Um, although he's, he's trending up now a little bit, maybe. But still, that was a pretty bad pick on my part, which again, cons- uh, you know, I just went D.D. Westbrook, Carson Wentz, Darius Geis. Whereas uh, some other guys are making some much better picks than that. Let's move on to round number 10. We're almost done, and then we're going to tally up these scores, give you who I think got the absolute best. Round number 10, interesting here. Anthony Miller goes to Charles. Christian Kirk goes to Fat. Michael Gallup goes to Casey. Jordan Howard goes to Jason Noah. LaShawn McCoy goes to Rich. Deion Lewis goes to Dean. Marvin Jones goes to Justin. Kalen Bellage goes to Coop. Corey Davis goes to Javi. Devin Singletary goes to myself. This is actually not a bad round, considering some of the other names I just said in round nine. Like, round 10's not too bad. Um, just a lot of guys that haven't had consistent weeks, but they've had some huge weeks that have helped you win, like Christian Kirk's week uh, two weeks ago. You have uh, Marvin Jones, who had, has had a couple of great weeks as well. To me, the best pick is Michael Gallup. Uh, he's been pretty consistent all year with a couple of blow-up weeks in there as well. And uh, I like him going forward quite a bit. So he was the best pick. That went to Casey in that round. Um, after that, it was jo- um, Justin with 
Marvin Jones. He's been pretty good. Christian Kirk is another good pick there. To me, the worst pick was Deion Lewis. That was Dean's pick yet again. So again, he's had four horrendous picks and two brilliant picks with a couple more to come. So hold on to your your butts there. There are a few more coming for Dean that are going to be good in the next couple rounds. But uh, Deion Lewis, not a good pick there. Um, what is the other couple of bad ones? Um, I had Charles with Anthony Miller, who hasn't been very good at all. So the, the last round I did for every team was actually round 11. And then for the last four rounds after that, if you had a good pick, I gave you 10 points. Um, and then if you had, uh, yeah, I gave you 10 points pretty much. Uh, I kind of still went in order, so I went 10, 9, 8, 7. There are only two picks worth talking about as we'll get to that. But round 11, our last round, Charles with Latavius Murray, uh, Coop with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Casey with Carlos Hyde, Jason Noah with another defense in Chicago, Rich with Jacksonville, Cortland Sutton goes to Dean, Jimmy Garoppolo goes to Coop, I'm sorry, goes to Justin, Mark Andrews goes to Coop, Naeem Hines goes to Javi, and Tony Pollard goes to myself. So to me, the best pick is Dean's Cortland Sutton pick in round 11. Seems pretty insane now that we look back on it. I also have Mark Andrews as a very good pick. That was the second best pick to me in this round. Uh, Some of the worst picks in this were Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's been pointless, the Jacksonville defense, who's been pretty pointless, and uh, Naeem Hines, Tony Pollard were two also pretty poor picks, uh, if I do say so myself. So after that, I didn't want to do every round because we got some kickers and defenses, and it's not worth it. I wanted to see if anybody had made some really, really nice picks. Uh, It turns out in round 12, uh, I guess there's some honorable mentions, but nothing that really stands out to worth, like, adjusting how these draft grades would come out. That was Noah Fant going to Jason, maybe Josh Allen going to uh, myself. But I didn't give points to those because they're just kind of, eh, whatever. Um, They're both on the waiver wire right now. I don't think they're worth it. But when we look at round 13, we see Austin Hooper, which was Dean's pick. This is in round 13. This is a brilliant pick. And it really does save Dean's draft because... Uh, without him, right, Dean's score is going to be much lower because I gave him an extra bonus of 10 points for Austin Hooper. It's a brilliant pick. Um, Love it. Just in round 13, and here's some of the other guys that went in round 13. Jared Cook, Adrian Peterson, Delaney Walker, Deshaun Jackson, James Washington, Greg Olson, Jordan Scarlett, (laughs) Jordan Scarlett, Kareem Hunt. Those are pretty much all useless players. Um, maybe Olsen, maybe AP. Okay, but I mean, Austin Hooper, man. That's a great pick. Another pick in the same round, which is why I gave uh, I gave Justin a 9 instead of a 10 on this, just because it was the same round, uh, was Golden Tate. I think Golden Tate's a really useful player, although he was out for four weeks, has become pretty much a staple in a starting lineup. To get that in round 13 is pretty damn solid. After that, there's not much else. The only ones I thought about doing was DK Metcalf for Dean. But just wasn't that great uh, of a, you know, compared to, uh, I want to give, if I'm giving points out, I want them to be awesome picks. And there really wasn't else, anything that's uh, very special in that. Um, same thing for round 15. I mean, 
Kirk Cousins maybe is interesting, but that's not much. And then in that round 16 was technically our keepers. Uh, which I went back through and uh, looked at some keepers to see how those went. Uh, it wasn't that interesting, but it's worth maybe talking for 30 seconds on it. Everybody pretty made uh, pretty much made the right choice, except for, I'm going to argue, Rich. Um, and I'm going to uh, maybe say Charles. Okay, so Odell Beckham. Uh, the problem with that was that there wasn't anybody else he could have picked. In hindsight, Chris Godwin would have been a better pick than Odell Beckham, but that was impossible to make at the time. Um, David Johnson's been a, a complete bust this year, but again, there was it wasn't like they made horrendous decisions. So the, the keepers weren't worth talking about. So when we go over these results, which I wrote down and then added up and tallied, we have some results that we can order the best drafts versus the worst drafts. Um so, the results will shock you. That's what I said. Um, in a way, they will, and in a way, they won't. Okay? So, I think many people will argue that the worst team in our league is probably uh, the worst roster debated is probably Jason Noah. He has the least amount of points on the year. You might be wondering, oh, well, Casey's last place maybe his team should be considered worse and i i would say no because he's had a horrific schedule um he has scored more uh very very few points as well so maybe casey had does have the worst roster right now but uh noah did have the worst draft out of anybody uh it was dead last and it wasn't even close everybody averaged around a five to a six when it came to averaging those scores out remember 10 being the best one being the worst so everybody pretty much if you're above five i guess technically you did uh above average and the higher you got above five the better you did noah was the only person below five he was averaging a 3.9 on his picks didn't have any tens had four ones so four worst picks of the round pretty bad for noah no surprise now uh the best draft the best draft actually goes to coop coop is in first place these are not surprises right they're gonna get surprising trust me but coop had the best draft according to what i did here he averaged a 6.11 which was just slightly better than our second place person which i'll get to um his best picks, of course, being New England and Russell Wilson. Those are guys that he got later in the draft, and he didn't butcher the beginning of the draft either. He averaged about five to six for the first couple of rounds and then had two tens and a nine with only one bad, bad pick in round five, which was, I think, the, what was that, the kicker? Who was round five? I forgot. I think it was the kicker. Uh... No, O.J. Howard. Yeah, the O.J. Howard pick was a bad one. That was the worst pick of the draft for Coop. But other than that, he does score the best when it comes to the draft. The second place drafter will surprise you. This is where it gets interesting. Casey actually scored the second best when it comes to my draft scores here. He had 110, two nines, two eights, no ones, a few twos and threes in there. Um had the Michael Gallup pick in round 10, which was a really, which was the best pick. And he had the, where we're at now, he had a wonderful draft. He had a wonderful draft. The problem is 
that he stayed stagnant, right? Which <laughs> I have 135 moves on the season, and I'm insane. That's crazy. Don't go by that. People are averaging between 30 to 50 moves in that range. Um, Charles, who has been on a you know different planet than us, has 12 moves on the season. Casey has 20, right? So I think there's a pretty strong correlation that the, the least amount of moves that you make to the quality of your roster is going to be pretty, pretty strong, right? The two least amount of moves in our league have been uh, ninth and 10th place right now. Now, to be fair, Rich has only made 24 moves and is in second place. Um, but it just kind of shows you that like you can win a draft, but you still have to manage the team as you move forward. And two trades, I think, for, for Casey as well. You go look at his team right now, right? Deshaun Watson, who he drafted. Emmanuel Sanders, who he drafted. Gallup, who he drafted. Kamara, who he kept. Hyde, who he drafted. Uh, Breda, who he, you know, he got. Um, Damian Wilson, who, or Damian Williams, who he drafted. Eckler, who he drafted. Like, they're just the same guys. You got to make moves, I guess, is the lesson you take back from this. Um, even if they're not the right moves, I guess. It just, it just, you can't stay stagnant. You can take a good draft and you can ruin it. The second, be- uh, the third best draft actually goes to Charles. Another example of you can have a good draft and if you don't manage the team as you move forward, it's it's not going to end well for you. And Charles, I know he's not, it is clearly not the year for Charles to play fantasy football to the best of uh, that he possibly can, but still, it just it's just it's just evidence to show that your draft is only one part of this process, and if you don't keep up with news and updates and trades and all that stuff, not necessarily saying you have to make trades, but making the right pickups as you go, and maybe we'll try to get some wonderful pickups as we move forward. It feels like there haven't been great pickups this year, uh, maybe one or two, but if you don't have any, like there's just no chance. So. Um, the fourth best draft is actually a tie between myself and Fat. Um, I actually only had one ten, and that was Mike Evans. Fat actually had three best picks of each round. Aaron Jones, Cooper Cup, Melvin Gordon, and all those guys are still on his team as well. So he had a really excellent draft, even though one of the picks was an accident. But... That was a that was a really solid draft, and uh, we're you know we're both in playoff contention, so I think that's that's pretty cool there. Uh, Rich actually comes in fifth. Uh, Dean and Javi are tied for sixth uh, in their draft, and Justin comes in at number seven. Uh, so again, to repeat that order, Coop had the best draft, followed by Casey, Charles, Alex, and Fat tied. Rich. Dean and Javi tied, Justin and Noah. So Dean, Justin, two guys in the playoff hunt, didn't have a great draft. But when you look at the rosters now, they're both, they're both good rosters for sure. They're both playoff rosters in my mind, both title contenders in my mind. And uh, so pickups, trades, they, they both have done a good job there. I think Rich is... Uh, pretty interesting as well, not making a lot of moves and having the fifth best draft still in second place. It's pretty fascinating to me. 
Has he even made a trade this year? I, I don't recall if he has or has not made a trade this year. Let's take a look at his team. Does it stay the same? He still have Baker Mayfield? Oh, he did get Russell Wilson. I think he picked up Russell Wilson, though. I don't think that was a trade, if I'm not mistaken. Michael Thomas, Beckham, Edelman, Coleman, Ingram, Waller, Freeman, all guys, right? McCoy, Watkins. Oh, he did trade. He traded the Watkins one with Dean, right? That's right. Where he gave up Allen Robinson. Got, (coughs) who did he get? Metcalf, Watkins, and Freeman. Interesting. Well, there you go. I don't know what any of this means. I, I, I really don't. I guess the only thing I know that it meant, uh, well, I know that it means that I already knew what it meant, was that the draft is only one part of the puzzle. You can leave that draft day thinking you won the league, but if you don't keep up, it will mean nothing. Um, ask Casey, right? He, a wonderful draft. Didn't make the pickups in time. Doesn't, make the, doesn't pull the trigger on some trades, perhaps. And we're, he's staring at last place. Um, Coop had a wonderful draft, has made some excellent pickups. And as well as some trades. So when we look at Coop's team, let's see uh, how close it is to the actual team that he drafted. So Aaron Rodgers, he drafted, I believe he drafted Tyrell. He might have picked up Tyrell. Conley, Russell, who is he starting this week? Tyrell, what the fuck, man? Tyrell Williams, Chris Conley, and Russell Gage are the starter. Okay, okay, buys. I was going to say, like, how is he in first place with those three rosters? But I guess I'm getting tired. I got to go to bed. Uh, Todd Gurley, he traded for Bell. Mark Andrews was a good pick. Royce Freeman, it's a pretty similar team to what he drafted. Picked up Kirk. Picked up Fitzgerald. Interesting. So there you go. Um, I'm too tired to continue. It's been 45 minutes. I think that's good enough. Um, Waiting on Rich to do the matchup previews. Uh, interesting week this week. Again, some of the playoff. I guess we could look over any uh, playoff potential matchups. You have uh, Coop playing Noah, first versus eighth. I don't think a lot will be decided with that. You have a ninth and tenth place matchup. Um, pointless there. You have, uh, I guess the interesting one is that sixth and fifth seed. That's Dean and Javi. Although, Javi, again, I don't know, um, you know, how playoff ready he's, he's trying to be, I guess. But, uh, hey, if you sneak in, you sneak in. Uh, 107, though, to 125 in favor of Dean. Um, you have a fourth place and seventh place team. Uh, Fat actually drops down to seventh place. That's a big matchup, right? If he loses that, going to five and seven with one week left to play, that's going to be tough. Justin needs that to really solidify his chance into the playoffs. That's an interesting matchup. And then, fuck, I'm playing another second-place team, this time as a third-place team in Rich. That one was, uh, I think the winner of that is going to wrap up the two-seed because I'm pretty sure. Well, you know what? Coop might not win this week because he has so many guys on by. But assuming he can beat Noah, that means he's going to wrap up that number one seed most likely. And the winner of this matchup for me and Rich is probably going to lock up that two seed, leaving the other person kind of scrambling as they go into the playoffs. So really important matchup for um, myself and Rich and Justin and Fat. And then Dean should take care of Javi. And really the way I see the playoffs shaking up is that, you know, Javi drops out. 
and Fat comes back in. I don't see Noah, Charles, or Casey making a huge run here at the end. Although I guess Noah could. If he can win, he'd have to beat me and he'd have to beat Coop to even have a shot. That's tough. Tough matchup for him to try to get in. And he's, I don't even know if he's trying anymore. So tough. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for me. Enjoy the podcast a little bit early this week. And we will, uh, we'll see how the playoffs are looking when we come back next week. Enjoy the rest of week 12. Watch the game on Thursday. I'm out. I said I'm out.